0: And when I sit down to write or if I go on stage, I feel the goal is to respect it as a way of communing with something that is larger than me. But you don't need to understand it in order to be graced by it.
1: This is Your Magic. I'm Michelle T. And today I'm talking to Tavi Gevinson, who we all came to love for her tween fashion blog back in the day and her eventual magazine, Rookie. She's since then acted for film and stage, performing in the Chekhov riff, Moscow, 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 back in the summer of 2019. And we're psyched about the Gossip Girl reboot in which she plays the next iteration of Gossip Girl. We're going to talk about astrology, trauma, and the challenges of personal narratives. After that, we'll hear from Emily Siegel, author, publisher, trend forecaster, and mystical person with a spell for all of you writers out there. Stay with us. know if I'm a writer with a tarot side hustle or if I'm a tarot reader with a writing hustle. I engage in both practices a lot, and I get asked frequently if I use tarot in my writing. I always feel like I'm sort of a disappointment when I say no. For me, writing feels like its own divination, like its own intuitive act. I sit down before an empty notebook or a blank computer screen, and like the fool, I plunge off the cliff, paying no mind to the dog of anxiety that is definitely barking at my ankles." Do I know what I'm doing? Hell no. You'd think after publishing a dozen books or so, you would feel like you've got this writing thing down, but I really don't. Every time I feel back at the start of a tangled and obscured path, taking a deep and shaky breath and saying, okay, here we go again, you can do this. I'm not one of those writers who makes a chapter outline and builds a structure before starting the work. I just sort of hold my nose, squeeze my eyes shut, and cannonball into it. I once heard a writer describe herself as an intuitive writer, and that really resonated. Intuition, instinct, feeling, emotion, inspiration while it's there, and blunt mental force when it's not. That's what writing is, using a machete of words to slice a path into the woods, into it and hopefully out of it at some point. I'm aiming for one of those sessions when the thoughts just roll out of you and time becomes irrelevant. When you look back over what you've written and you can't actually remember typing it, it's like someone else did it. It feels more like channeling. Moments like that do make writing seem utterly mysterious, magical, and mystical. The challenge is keeping at it when it doesn't feel like that, when there isn't any ethereal communing happening, when what you seem most in touch with is your own self-doubt and discouragement, when you're writing through the void of intuition. But if you think about the journey through a creative work as akin to the fool's journey through the tarot, beginning with that optimistic leap, perhaps it helps to know you're bound to encounter the moon in all its confusion, the destruction and despair of the tower, the slog through the hanged man when you're not quite sure why you're sacrificing so much time and energy to this grueling artistic practice. But you have some sort of faith that on the other side, it's all going to be worth it. This is a pretty writerly episode, but we think the challenges and solutions you hear today can be translated to any of life's worthwhile challenges, be it creativity, relationships, spirituality, or self-care. Here's Tavi. Hi, Tavi. Thanks for being on your magic.
0: Thank you so much for having me. I'm so excited. (laughs) What's your sign, man? I'm a Taurus. I'm a cusp, actually. April 21st. Do you have Gemini in your chart? Do you know? I, I think so. I would have to consult any of the number of apps I've downloaded to tell me this very thing. For sure. Um but I've I've never been able to like remember it offhand. I know mm-hmm. I'm Libra rising.
1: That also makes sense to me. So oh my you have so much you have so much Venus influence. It makes sense that you kind of got your start writing about fashion, which is beauty. Oh,
0: you know? It's like that oh wow. Okay. Yeah. So that's what Venus that's what that means.
1: People think a lot about Venus as being like love and where our like, you know, romantic partnerships live. And there is truth in that for sure. But also it's beauty. I mean, Venus is the goddess of love and beauty. So it's also can be about like how we present ourselves, what we find beautiful, how we dress. And you know, with you having the Libra and the Taurus, you get this double dose of Venus, um, which is really interesting. And and, they, and Venus manifests differently with Taurus and with Libra, like with with Taurus, it's a lot about physical pleasures, you know, home and comfort and luxury food. And then with Libra, it's a it's a lot about intellectual, like recog- you know, eye candy aesthetics, like recognizing things Ooh, that are beautiful.
0: All of this is resonating.
1: Everybody's Mercury, which is the planet that rules communication, is either in their sun sign or the signs on either side. So I'm just, I feel like I want to like place a bet that yours is in Gemini. You started com- like just having a blog and being on the internet and having like your voice heard in that way, it's like, it's technology, it's communication, it's all these things that Gemini rules,
0: you know? You know, I did see, I had a chart reading of uh, like a year and a half ago where the astrologer I saw said that my field, my purpose is like opening new channels of communication, oh. be it through media or otherwise.
1: That's cool. Don't you love when an astrologer just tells you your destiny? You're like, thank you. Yes.
0: I was like, this is affirming.
1: Do you seek the psychic psychic arts regularly? Do you go to astrologers and psychics and tarot readers and whatnot?
0: Yes. So I've seen that, that woman. I have seen uh, when I lived in Manhattan, there was a psychic I went to in the West Village sometimes. And I get regular kind of chart readings from my my friend's mom who's an astrologer and i do tarot myself but kind i go i go through phases i haven't done it in a while so i'm really excited for this today
1: i'm excited for it too what do you get out of these experiences of like having your chart read and you know when you when you seek these this information like what do you get out what do you get out of it what does hmm. it do for you
0: i think a lot of the time it kind of tells me What I (laughs) already know, but need to hear from someone else, like to kind of just keep my head down and keep doing my work and um, keep writing and keep making my home a home and doing all of the things that make me really happy day to day. But I think it, yeah, it helps to feel like that is part of a grander design and I also think creatively it helps to, especially with something like writing where it's just you and your head and you have no like collaborators and you're trying to generate everything yourself. It helps to bring in another energy or consciousness. Like I also have a, like a, an adaptation of the I Ching that Sheila Hetty wrote and sent to me. I consult that a lot and also i've I, like one time i i did a i was in a production of the crucible where i would like pull a different tarot card every night for a while to just give me something new to think about after doing the show you know a million times so like i i think it it helps me feel like i'm tapping into some kind of greater creative force and also gives me some direction when it's kind of overwhelming how many possibilities there can be with a, a creative project specifically.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Sounds like you do have mystical beliefs of sorts, like you believe in like a greater
0: energy or some sort of ineffable force. I do have mystical beliefs, especially when it comes to creativity and you know, the kind of currents that I believe are constantly running running underneath everything and when I sit down to write I feel or or if I go on stage I feel not all the time like a lot of the time it, it just feels like work but the goal is to respect it as a way of communing with something that is larger than me and that I don't totally understand and that it's not really my job to understand but you don't need to understand it in order to kind of you, you know be graced by it like like i i i've tried to make writing more like acting in that i've tried to be like okay what if this was a play and you had to be here every night and you had to start whether or not you felt like it and whether or not you felt like the muse was in or whatever and um you would just have to trust that like even if you don't feel totally in it from at the beginning like it will come together slash Maybe it won't, but like your best is still good enough. I mean, not that I take this advice every day (laughs) by any means. Like I've had stretches where I adhere to it and stretches where I absolutely don't. But I do think, I don't know, it helps to sort of take the fear out of it and be like, you never feel like you're ready to do it. So you just have to start and then the feeling will come.
1: I agree with you. That's been my experience. And whether or not something feels good while I'm writing it isn't really an indicator of if
0: it's any good or not. Right. It's like just, you're just sitting at a desk. So like, it can only be so exciting. And also with a play, sometimes you're like, I'm crushing it. And then the director is like, hey, so you are kind of in your own world. What's going on there?
1: Which again, just makes creativity and creative expression feel so like, yes, it is in the realm of magic and the inevitable. Yeah. Because like, how how are we channeling it and 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 participating in it and engaging in it and yet we don't even hardly know what we're doing half the time it really feels like something's coming through us you know
0: or that's my experience I think so too I mean it is it's like I, I it can feel cliched but I do think that is what it is and it makes it easier to take the responsibility off myself or to depersonalize it and be like Well, you do have to have work ethic and I do have like, you know, taste and preferences around what I want writing to be, but there are so many things that are just not up to me.
1: I'm going to give you a tarot reading, and I believe you would like it to
0: be about the book that you're working on. That's
1: right. Do you want to tell me about it? What do you, what, what, what is the quandary? What is the question?
0: The sort of event that the writing initially came out of was a stretch of time when I was younger that involved sexual trauma. And I, and so naturally over the years, like my understanding of what happened has changed and some of the language has changed. And, um, you know, the way I am kind of thinking about the experience right now is like the therapeutic process and healing and uh, trauma processing and yeah, therapy, like that is its own process. And I have like documents that are strictly for myself that are just like where like I'm not I don't think of them as publication that is just like the work of uh working through these things for myself. So, I have all of this material and it could be structured in so many different ways and I know that you don't like have to choose between writing a memoir or writing a collection of essays and I know many people like you have done kind of hybrids but I had this experience and I'm used to thinking of it as like the book's arc. And I find myself feeling like I need to choose between either the memoir version, this option is like linear and, and diaristic. Then there's like a nonlinear version of the book that's like a collection of essays that draw on that experience, but don't center it so much. And that uh, draw on it in order to support larger arguments and explore ideas that are not exclusive to my own experience. And they are more, they have more like cultural criticism. Yeah, on one hand, this version, yeah, makes me feel more protected, but it also kind of loses some intimacy or immediacy that the other writing has. So maybe this is a, a false choice, but this is like the binary that my mind keeps going to.
1: This doesn't feel like a, like a false binary to me just because like, you need to know what you're doing as a writer, right? Like, otherwise I feel like you get, you kind of spiral out a little bit. I, what I propose is picking three cards for what does it look like to do this kind of straight traditional memoir arc. And then what is it? And then three cards for what would it look like for you to do this other sort of linked essay with a sort of background of the trauma informing it?
0: Yes. I love this idea. Great. Okay,
1: so right now I'm going to shuffle and I'm going to think about what does it look like for you to put all your energy into really crafting a more traditional memoir that tells the arc of what you experienced and draws in all those personal documents. So you think about that too. Okay, so I'm picking three cards for that. I like to do it all at the same time. So now I'm going to pick three cards on what does it look like for you to have this maybe slightly more experimental um, structure to the book. Okay, I'm looking I'm pulling the cards right now I'm flipping the cards for what does it look like for you to tell the the, the kind of the straight memoir. Okay, the first card that comes up is the Princess of Discs. She's a great metaphor for the kind of book you're talking about because she's standing before this tangle of trees. So the suggestion is she's come through this hard tangle of trees. She's hiked through this forest. And now she's pregnant. She's got this little baby bump. And so she's got something to sort of deliver. She has something to give birth to as a result of this sort of like – this this path that she's trod that was very difficult so it really is about like taking your experience and like create it's a very creative very creative card and then the next card you have is another court card it's the knight of wands um and he's like aries on top of aries he's like fire on fire it's like i'm gonna go for it so this is sort of like setting your mind to it and just being like fuck it. Like I, you know, I, I might always be a little tormented by like my decision. Like, is this the right form? You know, like neither one might feel fully comfortable because the other one might always feel a little bit alluring, but I am going to commit myself to this. And I'm just going to like pedal to the metal, burn it out. I'm going to write the fuck out of this book. That's what that is. And then your last one is the queen of discs, which is really quite beautiful because it's like the princess that you began with at the end of it, you're the queen she's a Capricorn card. She's very accomplished. Capricorns always like rise to the, to the height of their, of their field. And I mean, you see her, she's gorgeous. She's sitting on a giant pineapple with her pet goat, looking out, (laughs) looking out at the landscape with the world in her arms. And so it's very accomplished. Like the feeling of accomplishment is really profound at the end of this. And, um, and I would also say, as far as just like the physical success of having created a document, a you know, an object, a book, it's going to be well received, it will be a it will be a triumphant feeling. So this looks really good. Let's see what the story is of doing the more experimental one. Um, flipping the cards for that right now. It also looks good. I fucking hate when the tarot is like, this. it's like, <laughs> be black and white. Help me out Seriously. here. You know, say yes, say yes or say no. So for doing it the other way, the first card you get is this nine of discs called gain. There's a sense of order and there's something tidy, something like aesthetically tidy and aesthetically attractive about this version. It's less messy and that's not bad. You know, it's like neither are bad. Like, you know, in this other one, we see the knight of wands just jumping into the mess of it and being like, we're just going to get messy. We're going to burn through it. And that works, you know, and here we see actually We're going to not do that we're going to be very and there's something to be gained from that it actually works to have that structure you know with the with the first reading you're like okay i've been through this this mess and i'm going to jump into it and here you're like okay i'm going to organize this mess in a way that feels really clean and tidy and then you're the knight of swords and you're jumping into it much more intellectually right the knight of wands is all fire. It's like, I'm going to take on this mess. I'm going to struggle with it. I'm going to burn through it. And then here's the knight of swords being like, actually I've organized this and now I can tackle it in a very intellectual way. It's nice that you have a Knight in both places because they're both fire and they're both about really tackling the project. Once you've kind of make your decision very similarly at the end of, of your first poll, how you got the queen of discs at the end of the more the essay collection idea, you get the 10 of discs, which is wealth. And it's very similar to the Queen of Discs. It's Capricorn. And so, you know, it means that at the end of this, you're going to feel like I did it. I did a good job. You're going to feel a lot of satisfaction. And I mean, hi, it's the wealth card. It's going to be very successful
0: for you. Great. I'm so glad that either way there is wealth. I do.
1: I don't want to keep you here forever pulling endless cards for you. But I feel a little bit like there's a there's something that you suggested while we while we were talking about this like is this a false dichotomy is this a false binary is is this you know my my first take on that was to to say, oh, is is it actually two separate books? but what is is this just one book? Is it all of it? You had suggested when we were emailing about this question that it was possibly internalized misogyny lead leading you to to be
0: concerned. And I what did you mean by that? because that was so interesting to me. I do think there's a part of me that's like, is the memoir my story version? like, a cringy one-woman play where part of the, uh, part of the significance of it is that I'm sharing something bad that happened to me, uh, that I'm, you know, that it's functioning as a piece of representation, and then does that lead readers to judge it by standards that are less about the writing, less about creative choices, and- more kind of, um, condescending. Uh, and then I, I guess the, wondering if it's, if it's internalized misogyny part of me is like, well, why, why does it seem like trite or cliched or boring to you to be a woman writing about sexual trauma? And why do you need to render the experience more special than, as a piece of representation, like why do you need to believe that something about this is exceptional and therefore deserves like a more sophisticated book when actually these things are like so common and so impersonal, like it's actually given me a lot to render it unspecial and be like, oh, that wasn't unique. And it wasn't personal. And it, uh, it happens all the time.
1: That maybe is the false dichotomy is trying to figure out like, is it is it special or not special it's like both you know it's like your life is meaningful just by virtue of its existence you know it doesn't need justification and all the things that occur within it are special and unique to you they've never manifested in quite that way before and never been looked at in quite that way before and now we are getting into almost like a spiritual dimension with it right um but yeah but it's very common and, and and very relatable and it's very powerful the work will be very powerful as a result of that as well. And I picked three cards on like, is it, is this a false question? And you got, (laughs) you're getting so many court cards. It's very interesting because court cards represent people. I tend to read them as energies and, and have them be reflective of different aspects of the querent. Um, But they, having so many people makes me wonder if you don't have a lot of spirit guides around you, pushing you towards into this project. Um, And As well as maybe support in the physical world as well. Queen of Swords, she's an editor. She's a big editor. She has that bird's eye view. She has stepped back and looking at things very critically. And in a sense, she represents a little bit the sophisticated essay. She represents a little bit the sophisticated essay where she's been able to pull back from the immediacy of what happened and see the larger ramifications. And her vision is very valuable because of that. And then you got... The prince of wands and he is up in the he's up in it and he's in the creativity of it and he's unafraid of the attention he wants the attention given to it i feel like this is like yes it's both things it is like hmm. this is this is like the traditional memoir this prince of wands he's tmi he's all up <laughs> in it he's like know me love me know me love me i love you you know like i it's the it's performative he's performative yeah he's vulnerable in that way, but he doesn't even know he's vulnerable. He's like a child. And I think this is a call for you to like, even though the subject matter certainly is not playful to add an element of play into like how you, you know, it's like, yes, you need this queen of swords. You're making intellectual decisions Mm -hmm. and you also need this fiery play. Like you're, you're enjoying the process of telling a story Mm -hmm. and even messing with the story And it leads you to victory of the victory card. And this is like, I've wanted a more clear answer. You know, I think that we're getting a lot from those from those disc cards that whatever this this book is going to be a good book, you're on the right track, like you, it's going to be successful for you personally and professionally. So this feels like the clearest of all. And it also has a lot in common with your other ones with the other cards pulled in that they're mostly minor arcana, they're mostly court cards. So to me, this is saying like, it's one book that has two different perspectives or two ways of seeing. I think, yeah, this is the way to victory. Jupiter and Leo. I like this a lot for you. I like this. Yeah, this is I think this is the way with this victory card. What I also do when when somebody is in um a situation that's just as a little bit of a struggle, I picked some cards from this other deck called Vessel that I really love. It's an oracle deck. I feel like it offers like some guidance through the t- through the tangle. And so I was like asking like what are some what are some things that could be helpful for you to recognize as you're dealing with the tough spots in this? One is boundaries this is really interesting. Boundaries is going to serve you. I mean, is that what you're looking for more than structure? It's like, I get everything you're saying that like memoir is seen as a female genre and therefore it is not seen as very valuable. Mm. Um, Women who write memoirs about The um, traumatic experience of being female often get lampooned. And it is seen as like, you know, a man writes a memoir and it's like a Pulitzer Prize nominated thing. And then the ground is littered with brilliant memoirs by women writing about female experience. Mm -hmm. So I see, I see how you're concerned about like, oh, do I just not want to say that because I'm going to get shelved in this like chick lit tell all memoir. Sure thing yeah. or do I need to flex my intellectual muscle so that you can see that I'm more than this. Hmm. But it's like it, it's like looking at that I I feel like that's what this boundary cards is about. It's like about boundaries more than structure. And then spirit, which is so interesting cuz I'm like you there is a you are being guided by spirit through this. And maybe to recognize that a little bit and let a little bit more of that in. Um that you're not in this alone. You're not in your writing process alone. That magic that we spoke about earlier in our conversation, thats there's a spiritual dimension to this. And on some level, the act of writing this book is a spiritual act. And these decisions that you're making have a spiritual dimension. And I wonder if looking at it that way will be helpful. And then you have move on, oh. <laughs> which is really interesting. And I feel like this is like, make your decision and move on from it. And write the book. Like, don't let the the structural decision like all of these things that you're that you're reckoning with are so important and meaningful, but they also could become the process. Mm-hmm. And you don't want them to become the process. You want to be rec- you want to just like make your decision, know that they'll all maybe there will always be a part of your mind that doubts that it was the right decision or sees the attractiveness in the in the road not taken. Yeah. Accept accept that and move on and just finish your book because we're all dying to read it
0: oh i feel so inspired and lucky and cared for move on is truly the name of the Steven sondheim song that i listen to when i'm stuck that's uncanny.
1: I love that.
0: Yes, the line is, anything you do, let it come from you, then it will be new. That's true. That's it. I mean, that's it, right? I I've, I really couldn't thank you enough. This is so... It's so amazing how... I don't know how much you're able to speak to both like these weird specifics of this writing process, including things I haven't even told you, and then also you know, showing how the creative process is totally connected to this, these mystical forces.
2: Hello, I'm Emily Siegel. I'm a writer, artist, trend forecaster, and occasional astrologer. This spell is for fresh and sweet writing. I think incorporating ritual elements into writing practice makes the whole thing a little bit cuter and a little bit more like going on a date with yourself which i think helps the whole thing feel less excruciating so you need some honey and if you are not a consumer of honey because you're going to drink it you could use something else sweet that you do feel comfortable consuming but honey is particularly special. You need a cup, eventually you'll need some hot water and you need something that you can play music with, however you wanna do that, and a pen and paper. If you have an altar or a place where you put ritual objects and stuff, then you can just use that. And if you don't have an altar, then I would suggest having a cloth and candle. You should look up the hour of either Venus or Mercury. Mercury governs information, communication, transmission, information. So that's obviously good for writing, but Venus governs beauty and what brings us together and what we value and aesthetics and sweetness. And so that's also excellent. Figure out what time you want to do it, in a Venus hour or Mercury hour. And then you take some of your honey and you put it in a cup and you take the cup to the doorway. And so I would recommend going to to a major entrance or egress, so to the front or back door. And it's a liminal space, so it's great for writing because in writing we're reaching from this place into the next place and back. And you ask the spirit of the doorway to bless the honey and then say thank you and carry the cup of honey over to your designated sweet altar-like spot or altar. You leave it there overnight and then you take the honey and you pour uh, hot or boiling water into it and you mix it all up. You might wanna pick out at this point like a song that you find it really easy and fun to dance to and then You have your hot honey water drink and you stick your finger in it and just get a little droplet of it on your finger and you flick it at your butt and you say, may my butt sit long and comfortably in my chair as I write. And then you take another little droplet and you sort of flick it at your head and you say, may my head be in this world and the next. And then you take another droplet of the honey water and you flick it at your other hand or both at your hands and you say, may my hands connect my heart and the page. And then you drink the honey water in full and savor it. Put on your headphones or turn on your music, however you want to do it and dance without stopping for the whole fun song that you picked out. And then sit down right after you finish dancing, like when you still kind of feel the music in your body and start writing. And I would recommend setting a timer and writing for 18 minutes as your kind of initial thing, because 18 is a holy Jewish number. It means high. it means life. And so doing things in increments of 18 is always a blessed good thing to do. And then, you know, if you feel like keeping going after that 18, minutes obviously keep going if you don't feel like keeping going don't keep going but hopefully whatever germinates in those initial 18 minutes on the heels of drinking the honey water and dancing to the song will be fresh and sweet writing that will sustain you.
1: I had no idea there is such a thing as the spirit of the doorway in our houses. I love this so much. And I love casting a honey spell upon my own butt to keep it sitting down and plugging away. Thank you, Emily Siegel. May I recommend her book Mercury Retrograde as an excellent first-person narrative about auras and psychics and really finding your way as an artist. Thanks for tuning into Your Magic. Make sure you follow us on Twitter and Instagram at This Is Your Magic. You can subscribe to us right here on Spotify. Do what you have to to never miss an episode. Also sign up for our newsletter at ThisIsYourMagic.com and get more musings from our team of spiritual seekers. And you can also email us at hello at ThisIsYourMagic.com. We love hearing from you. This episode was produced and edited by Molly Elizalde, Tony Gannon, and Vera Blossom. We got production support from Veronica Agard, Christine Marr, and Raven Yamamoto. Our executive producers are Ben Cooley, myself, and Molly Elizalde. Our original theme music is by John Kimbrough. Tune in next week for a conversation with Saeed Jones.